You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 15 of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by iFantasy, available in 2023 for all of those who want to play fantasy different. Uh, No, no, uh, sorry, sorry. I mean, uh, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, And without you guys, we we would not be still doing this. It's absolutely amazing having you with us and continuing to support our project. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by... Nobody. It's just me. For now, at least. Uh, Flying solo right now. A lot of stuff going on in the MLS Fantasy Insider host world, as you may be able to tell from the background. Uh, For those of you who are watching live, if you're listening to us, head over to the YouTube real quick if you want to check out the background. The MLS Fantasy Boss Studio has moved underground, subterranean studio now is where we're broadcasting from. And it's still in a little bit of construction. And as you may be able to, to tell from some of the video... Uh, noise, just things going on. It's uh, still a little bit of a work in progress to get everything up and running, but the the sound is going. This headphone, the microphones, it's all it's all the same. So I'm gonna work on getting the the bugs and the polish put back on and worked out for this process. But we are going tonight for the episode. A little bit later, hopefully not much later. Uh, I will be joined by by Christian Ward, who's been on. Several times. Ashley is out sick and Blaine just had a baby for those who don't know and so he is a little bit busy as well. So they will not be with us right now but Christian is going to try to join in for at least some of the early talk and and player talk. Blaine is going to be joining us a little bit later uh, to uh, help with with player picks if he can and uh, that's that's what's going on. So it's just me for right now but there should be a couple more familiar faces and voices later for those of you who are listening. So let's just start. Those of you who are with us in chat right now during this broadcast, tell me how did you do with your scores for round 14? I'll put that out here real quick. Of course, as usual, as we're waiting for everyone to, to respond in chat, if you would be so kind to share uh, this link on, on Twitter, share it on whatever social media platform that you're using right now for the for the live part is absolutely fantastic. But even later on, just to let people know about our project, about our community, uh, that would be so amazing. And I would appreciate it so much for everyone who could do that. Seeing the score spin right now, uh, 125 for NWB, 130. For Gene, uh, 132. Wow, that's that's really nice. Patrick, 126. Not good enough, he says. These are some high scores. Some high scores. Uh, even though Ashley could not be here, I, I was able to look up her score, and uh, she got a big 122. Uh, Blaine scored 112. Uh, no comments from either of them. Uh, and I got 123. So uh, I was, we were all, most of us, I'm in that 120-ish range with a lot of you 130s. That's, that's uh, really good. I saw several of those uh, in the head-to-heads this week. A really mixed, a mixed bag. I think if you scored in the 120s, here we go, Christian. Christian is coming in with us right now. Hey, Christian, what's going on? 
Hey, how are you doing? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm late. No, you're fine. I was just going through uh, the score recaps that everybody had. I said uh, Ashley had a 122, Blaine got a 112, I had a 123. What about yourself? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, hang on. What did I have? 130. 130, yeah. So we're spanning the whole range right here from what I'm seeing from chat. Uh, we got some people in the teens. You guys are around there with, with Blaine, 120s. I think if you had a 120-ish round, you did well. You you hit some of the big players. Uh, you, you had some flubs somewhere. Maybe you were like me. You missed one of your switcheroos uh, because of the weekend and everything going on. Uh, maybe you got your captain pick right. So you had a solid, solid round. The 130s, you did really well. You you hit some of those those sleeper players. Uh, you got everything to work out, and that was really probably where you saw some of your gains. Um, depends on where you are in the rankings, though, for sure. But I think anywhere in those 120s to 130s is a solid round, a very respectable round. Uh, like I was saying, I, I was really pleased with my team. Uh, the only thing that really happened was, was I kind of flubbed a little bit of a, of a switcheroo with my, my keeper. So not a whole lot. It would have made a difference in some of my head-to-heads. I, I missed out a couple of head-to-heads by, by just a few points, but I uh, was really happy. I had Ladero as my captain. Uh, he, he definitely didn't do well with uh, with Gald or Mukhtar for um, for my midfield picks, but okay with, with a lot of the others. My, my defense didn't really come through a lot with me, but uh, I was happy with it. What about your, your guys, Christian? All right, I missed half of that because I'm trying to get this um, Zoom to work on these. Well, don't worry. Repeat the question. I was going to say, how were you happy? How did your players do? Which one with your team breaking your down your your results? Oh, uh, you know what? Um, you know, I wasn't that pleased with it, but I I did not want to take any Vancouver people uh, just because. Uh, their attack is abysmal and their defense is even worse uh, when they're away. Their defense is great when they're home, but when they're away, um, except that, except that uh, the second game, they proved me wrong. So um, anyway, uh, let's see, who'd I have? I had by huge disappointment. I had uh, three single game week, defenders on my pitch Wagner Collins and um I had Amundsen but I scrubbed him for for uh Torres's points on the bench I had uh Nico Ladero did not cap him but I did cap heel um I had Pereira um Rui Diaz Bo and uh I also started Taddy which was Really disappointing. Um, Fry on the bench, uh, Moutinho on the bench, banded his five. Gold on the bench, that was a FOMO pick. Loved his three points, glad I put him on the bench. A lot of people I found um, who beat me actually didn't go with Fry. They they went with um, you know they went with Cropper then ended up abandoning Cropper for um, a single game with Keeper because, or, or at least Galese, um, because, uh, you know, Cropper was expected to suck the second game, but didn't. And there was a lot of moaning about scrubbing Cropper out and then 
and then basically, uh, um, you know, uh, seeing him get a clean sheet in the second game, which still baffles me. That was two very different Vancouver teams from the first and second game. Usually a, a team will fall off and, uh, you know, the second game, um, Vancouver looked like a completely different team the second game to me. Anyway, um, uh, a lot of people that who beat me basically uh, ended up not going with Fry, but going with a Seattle defender, uh, yeah. either Ariaga or um, who was the other guy, uh, Rodan. Rodan. Mm -hmm. And boy, do I miss those points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So, yeah, that that was my lesson learned from this week is, you know, even if you don't believe in, in the double game week defense, and man, did I not believe in it. Um, you, you're going to want to, you're going to want to at least like suspend your bias with at least one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth it. Those, those two chances are just, just so meaningful. Yeah, Vancouver proved that. But still, you know, I mean, if Collins had kept, if, if uh, New York City had kept the clean sheet like we all expected, um, Collins would have ended on 9 or 10, 11 maybe. Um, if Wagner had kept the clean sheet like we all expected, <laughs> he would have ended up on 12. So that beats or is in the, the ballpark of Seattle defenders in the ball and it beats all the Vancouver defenders and certainly all the, um, all the, uh, uh, Orlando defenders. So, um, yeah, I mean like with only four, uh, four teams on a double game week, wait, was that right? Four, four, four teams. It, it really limits your options it was in terms four, of what, I think it was three or four games. And so six or eight, eight teams, wasn't it? No, 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 remember, it's been so long ago. What's even going on here? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, it was New England, um, Seattle, uh, Vancouver, and uh, Orlando. So when you only have four teams on double game week, it's really hard to like decide which attackers and which defenders and which midfielders, how you want to stack them is very difficult because it's like a big puzzle. So I found that that was the biggest struggle this week. And I ended up punting because I was just like not liking. I ended up punting the single game weeks because honestly, uh, you know, on any other game week, New York City has a great game. So does Philadelphia. So it just um, really disappointing. And, and I think and the, it, big, the big decision a lot of people had was do I have – a heavy Seattle attack or do I heavy on that defense? Like myself, I went with Fry, Ladero, and Rui Diaz. And so yeah. that that was where a lot of the decisions happened. And so if you did go with that that heavier attack, maybe you didn't go with Rui Diaz, which may have been better for you, uh, but he still had a great 13 points right there. Uh, Ladero was a fantastic captain for me, but Heel wasn't much far behind. So it uh, just would have depended on, on where you fell. But that's one of the great things about having this the change we had a few years ago to having three player max to four player maxes this is part of the strategy that you really have to have 
We've already started bridging into our, our takeaways, uh, so I'll just keep going. I have a little list right here because uh, I wasn't sure if I'd have anybody with me uh, this week. But uh, so I was just going to start out my my own personal my own personal happiness right here. Keep seeing that seeing the scores in the final. Uh, was so glad to see Cincinnati got the draw against Philly, which is maybe more concerning for the Philly fans, where they just keep getting draws and, and not the wins at, at the time but I was happy to see it I was also happy to see that um, with a cost of not being there the entire time that Vasquez was still able to get some attacking threat going and super happy about Nuobodo I mean the next time Cincinnati comes around with a double game week he might be a guy who I'm going to be looking at for a double game week player can, can I jump in on the Cincinnati love feel free I mean I'm biased Alvaro Barriel is amazing. Like this guy's got form and I picked him up in draft this week. So I'm excited. Um, he only got a five. He should have had an eight, should have had an, a second assist off that corner with their goal. Cause he took the corner and uh, yeah, I just don't understand how he didn't get credited for that because no defender touched it on the way in. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about Barrio. He's obviously we learned that, uh, when, uh, Lucho's out, he's, uh, Barrio is the number 10 mm-hmm. and, um, he is capable of earning bonus points. So I'm pretty happy with him. And I will say that I, I wouldn't expect for Lucha to be out long-term. I, I, I think he'll be back the next game. It was some health and fitness Probably. stuff. He so. subbed in. Yeah. Yeah. So I would expect him to be back in this full next game. I, I saw that as a question sure. on Discord at least once. One thing I am going to talk about real quick, I meant to mention it a second ago, was I had at least one comment on Twitter that, complain, that I responded to complaining about the way round 14 played out because we did have a few games that were played that weren't part of round 14. And I, I forget who that was now, but that... That's just scheduling. I mean, it sucks that we don't get every point from every game that that could have happened. But it was either, are you going to have a multi-week round that starts at the end of one week? Are you going to have something that we're more accustomed to of having a single week round that starts early, really early with a Tuesday game? And that's really all it came down to was just having some of the weird scheduling with the international break. It, It sucks. Yes, but it, it is what it is. Everybody doesn't get those points, so it's not like anybody's at an advantage or not. But that's why it happened. It's just just scheduling. And uh, I will say I have not talked to Skyler or anybody else at MLS, but just from how I know the workings go, it was just a scheduling to make the weeks make a bit more sense. And it would have been really weird trying to remember to go check that late game to be able to get into this round 14. Or, or to have a round with just like four teams in it would have been absolutely ridiculous as well. So, quick quick aside there. Uh, other things going forward, um, RSL got another clean sheet. For those of you who aren't keeping up, that's two in a row for RSL. And I know that early in the year, we and several others were talking about them overperforming. Um, but um, And we, we were calling them for fantasy, for sure. But they've two clean sheets is hard to ignore, uh, especially when they're going to be facing... Was it Chicago? That's that's got. Oh, that's Houston. Houston's facing Chicago. Uh, Ars Columbus facing Columbus, which has been having some oh, their own struggles on the attack, and they've had to go out and sign a new DP for that. So Enzel has not been 
available. So uh, I think RSL has uh, come up a little bit, at least worth a look at before. Maybe I know we talked about at the beginning of the year, a situationally considered fantasy team for sure is, is RSL. And they've got some attacking options also. In that same vein, I'm going to throw Houston, uh, which um, another surprise turnaround. They've had some very viable fantasy players the last few rounds, and they are playing against Chicago, which is hurting and struggling and and just just bad. So uh, those are two, I think, fantasy viable teams going into this week to to keep an eye on. On the other side of that, LA Galaxy's bad. They've been bad. They're still bad. LA Galaxy's bad. Columbus is also not good, as I just said. They're they're struggling, but some of that is being addressed. A new forward signing DP for Columbus as soon as Zella gets back in to form him back in the game. So I'm going to put a big asterisk right there for Columbus, but you would still, in the past, we've talked about some of the defensive quality that they've had not there right now. So both teams struggling right now. Because Blaine is not here, I'm just going to cover this one. Uh, VAR, be crazy. VAR crazy that sporting kansas city game with the the crazy pk placement bleeding into a var to overturn the whole darn thing so var be crazy i'm not mad about it i know blaine was really super heated about that in our chat it makes sense it's his team but i mean it it is what it is it is what it is but yes var be crazy and then don't forget this is that summertime, players are starting to leave, and and if they've not already, and several of them have left New England. And so don't forget that things have changed in New England. Their lineup changed last week. Bruce Arena does not care about your fantasy team. Don't forget that. So be sure to look at New England and, and modify for how they're playing uh, or who they're playing because they, they are a different look team, I think, for the second half of the year. Or at least at the beginning of the season, we have to consider them a different team going in with some of the changes that are made. Uh, anything you want to add, Christian? And then chat, if you guys have any comments you want to make, uh, go ahead and start start putting them in chat. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Okay, good. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, New England. Um, Barrero was another guy I just picked up in draft, by the way. Uh, he, uh, he scored a goal on um, Sunday, yesterday, I think. Was that Saturday? I can't remember. Anyway, um, he, uh, he looks pretty dangerous, and it seems like he's going to get all the starts going forward. Um, he's quality, so like with Bo up top and there, you know, whoever they have on the right, I have no idea if it's going to be Legette or, or um, who's the other guy that usually played over there. Anyway, uh, I have a feeling that their attack isn't necessarily going to fall off that badly. Um, it's going to be different because they don't have like a six foot twelve Adam books on it. To head the goal, head head the ball in the goal, but uh, it seems like it seems like they're moving the ball okay, and you know, um, you know, I, I don't know. They're just, they're changing it up. Yeah, Bruce Arena doesn't care about your team, but I'll tell you what, he's not gonna like losing. So true, but he also put Josie up top in that last game, and that. Didn't really for his work. height, I'm sure. Exactly, but it didn't really work out. So, I mean, there's... Well, it's it, because Josie is... Exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's... 
I still think all of that is that they're they're in flux right now, and that's something before people were just so easy to go to New England, and maybe you still go to Heal, but that's something we're going to be talking about in in our third segment with. Heel is on the road against Vancouver. Some things have changed, and so I'm really interested in hearing where you and Blaine weigh in on that, if Blaine is able to join us. Well, uh, I just got see, done so. saying, just got done, well, you want me to wait? <laughs> I do, I do. Okay. So we'll go from there. Great. Uh, nothing else really in chat from, from Takeaways. Had a question about uh, Kucho, who is coming in to, to Columbus asking if he'll be here for July 7th. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I literally just saw the article uh, as I was getting ready for the podcast saying that, that that deal was done. I don't know when the the actual first date is that he'll be here. So just, just check that out on, on MLS's website if you want to go there. Uh, all right. So no chats there. Well then, as usual, let's uh, move on to our housekeeping section going into around 15. All right, let's talk housekeeping for round 15. Uh, apologies, like I said, the new studio changeup. Haven't gotten the updates for uh, the, the leagues yet, but uh, things are super close in, in all of the, the leagues that we have over here with MLS Fantasy Boss. I, I'll give a just a quick look on the computer right now for our, uh, our Patreon head-to-head -head league. Uh, right now it's uh, Ryan Anderson with Lineup IQ with, with a solid lead 13-0-1. That's going to be a hard one to, uh, to overturn. And then uh, heading over to our MLS Fantasy Boss Discord head-to-head, -head, uh, we have Zion's Revenge that is leading right there. Also 13-0-1, uh, but uh, Garth Butchers is really close, 12-1-1 right behind him. So that, uh, that could be a... Uh, a lead that does not last. Well, it last. Still a lot, lot of time left in the season, but 13-0-1 is definitely very, very solid. And, of course, our uh, Champions League, the Pro-Rel League right there going to those standings. Uh, we have our good friend, Todd Modisset, uh, Boycott Tamo. That is, uh, he is leading 11-1-2 is his record. Uh, his topped donuts. Uh, but, yeah, Todd, former past MLS Fantasy champion of the whole thing as well. And then, of course, uh, we will mention the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational. I, I was beaten in this last week, uh, 123 to 138. That was a very good score. But uh, Ryan Anderson is also leading in that one with only 11-1-2 as, as his record. And Donuts right behind him again. Uh, Ashley comes in at fourth in our Experts League. Uh, Blaine is in ninth. Uh, then uh, I am just under the top 10 there at 12. Matt Pollard and I right there battling to get into that top 10 spot. So we'll get him on the show pretty soon. So there's a, a quick am update. Am I lower than that? Hmm? <laughs> I, than that? <laughs> uh, I didn't. Let's see. Let's let's check yours real quick there, Christian, for the experts. Oh, we don't have to. I'm just, I was, I thought you had it up. Uh, you're 13. You're just, you're right below me. So you're, you're battling. Uh, Matt and I are tied with, with Patrick for 10th place though, with uh, records of 8-0 and 6. And so we're just split by points. Uh, so it's, it's tough. It's tough. No ties, but uh, not enough wins. Not enough. That, that should, that'd be a good fantasy team name. Not enough wins. Uh, moving on for the actual details for round 15. Hey, Belaine is joining us and the, the video is going to look a little crazy right now, guys. But 
Blaine has joined us. Uh, round 15 starts Friday. Uh, that is June 24th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Cincinnati versus Orlando. Uh, even though Ashley's not here, she would kill me if I did not give these updates to everyone. Uh, there are Open Cup games this week. So even though some teams may not be actually playing an MLS double game week, uh, they are very likely going to be uh, playing some in a, uh, an Open Cup game week or the Canadian Championship. Not going to uh, forget you guys right there. Those teams, we have uh, Tuesday, that's tomorrow, if you're listening tonight, today, if you're listening tomorrow, LA Galaxy versus Sacramento. And then on Wednesday, June 22nd, uh, Toronto versus Montreal, then Red Bulls versus New York City, Sporting Kansas City is playing Omaha, and then Vancouver is playing York. So there are some other MLS teams that are playing uh, multiple games during this week, just not official MLS games. So consider that. Look at those lineups. Check the MLS website over these next couple of days. See who played. Could factor in to some of your picks. As far as the traditional double game weeks, nobody's on that. Also, nobody on a buy. So we just have a regular round as we go into this recovery from the international break. As far as switcheroos go, of course, Cincinnati, Orlando having that early game, they're going to be a lot of uh, early switcheroos there. But you could also potentially work some out with Seattle and Sporty Kansas City. They have that 3 o'clock game uh, on, was it Saturday? Uh, they had the 3 o'clock game uh, on Saturday, and the next game after that is D.C. versus Nashville at 5. So it would be kind of tight, but you could see a lot of Seattle and Sporting Kansas City before you have to start making some more roster moves as well. So potentially uh, some, some switcheroo candidates right there. As far as the, the injury and suspension, uh, even though that, uh, that Tyler couldn't join us tonight, Ranchinator, he was able to send us some quick updates. Uh, Felipe Mora from Portland has come, came off the bench last week after his ACL injury, so he's back in the mix. Uh, Andres Cubas from Vancouver played against Seattle, so keep an eye on him. Kevin Molino is back from his ACL tear for Columbus. Uh, Joseph Martinez did play. Uh, we didn't... We mentioned, I guess I put some updates last week out about players to watch, but Joseph did play last week. Some people said they saw that he might have been limping some after the game. I don't know. I haven't seen anything substantiated about that, but uh, but Joseph I was back. It. You saw it? Yeah. Was it yeah. concerning or just usual game soreness? Well, it's kind of concerning because he went up for a, for a wild header. I mean, like he was flying and he came down on – on his, you know, on one leg. Yeah. And I saw his leg just kind of like jolt. His knee kind of just kind of a little bit hyperextended it. And he, he felt it afterwards. He was limping and um, he, he carried on. But, you know, with that guy, you don't want to count that out because we could very easily see he's out again based on that, even though he played through the rest of the game. Um, the trainers might have had a look at it and said, oh, you're not playing. So keep an eye out for that guy. For sure. Uh, as far as red cards and suspensions, uh, Robin Jansen from Orlando has a, has a yellow card accumulation suspension. Uh, Daniel 
Uh, Pereira from uh, Austin has got a red card. Uh, Mata from Miami got a red card. Trap from Minnesota is going to be out with a yellow card accumulation. And then also Abu Bakar from Colorado has yellow card uh, accumulation. That could be an important one for that game. Uh, injuries, Rui Diaz had a, a hamstring, so he is uh, going to be out for a little bit. Ariega had a hamstring injury. Uh, Matt Polster has a concussion, so keep an eye on, on him. Uh, Victor Vadquez from Galaxy has back spasms, like we said before, LA's bad, so you're probably not really considering them. Uh, keep an eye on Joseph Martinez. I'm going to add him on there after what Christian was telling us, as well as Bobby Wood. And then uh, Tiago Martins from New York City FC has an ankle injury as well. And as we mentioned earlier before, things are changing in New England, and Matt Turner is officially gone off to Arsenal, throwing shade at my uh, Tottenham boys at the same time. So uh, I don't like Matt Turner anymore, unless he is in the U.S. jersey. So uh, that is just a quick update about injuries, suspensions, red cards. For the full update, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. Uh, you can head over down to our Fantasy Resources section and find pinned or just right there in the main section uh, the mega reference that we keep mentioning uh, so often this year. It's been a great resource. It's got some color codes in there. We may try to get actual position indicators for those of you less familiar with the, the league, uh, but still enjoying diving into fantasy. But yeah, head over there, check everything out at the Discord for the mega reference, and that's going to get you everything that you need for these uh, injuries. And if you see something that's not there, just uh, at mega reference and let us know, and we'll get it updated. So check it out. But now we're joined by Blaine plus Lily plus a new addition to the family. And uh, we'll hear more from him in our next section when we talk about player recommendations for round 15. All right, let's talk player recommendations for round 15. But first, Blaine, you have joined us. Uh, a new addition, would you like to introduce him to the fantasy community? Yes, this is Loxley. He's been sleeping on me tonight a little bit. I was able to sleep away with him to come join you guys for player picks. He was actually born last Wednesday. And so we got five-day-old joining the podcast for the first time. Fantasy famous. Fantasy famous. And Lily. Hello, Lily. Thank you for joining us as well. And Lily doesn't want to leave him, so she's right here with me. Understandable. She wants to be around him as much as possible. Understandable. Cute. He is so cute. Uh, but he's not making picks so far, so we have to get a little bit older before he can have uh, his say in with, with the captain picks. Uh, but Blaine, who do you like for uh, Keepers and Defenders this week? Yeah, this week was really weird. I struggled with this, and then I looked at budget, and I was a little tight on budget too, so I had to downgrade a few guys. Uh, but I'm going probably a little off the wall. I'm picking against a few teams and just trying to find some bonus point budget. I'm running a keeper that's going to be Steve Clark into Zach McMath. Well, I like, I'm going to have to go. So. Okay. Yeah, you go. <laughs> um, I, I haven't been impressed with what Chicago's been doing, so I don't mind running that Houston defense. I think they're better than they've been in years past, and Clark's just a perfect spot for that. And then the only other guy I really liked it. It kind of depends on if Zella is back for Columbus, but RSL playing the way they have been, I'll take it. I haven't seen Columbus do much in the way of scoring goals lately, so I think it's more betting against Columbus than anything else, but I struggled a lot to pick defenders that I like this week. 
Um, so on that line, I'm going to go back to Brandon by, uh, I like new England versus Vancouver on the road. It's one of those late games, but I think there's bonus points to be had. And then going to stick with my Houston. I'm going to take a Houston defender. I've got Lundquist in there right now at a decent price, but I'll have, so I'll probably have somebody from there. I'm going to go ahead and double up on this one and just see what happens. And then, as weird as it is, I'm actually leaning towards Hagland for Cincinnati in that first game. I just I have that feeling. I don't know why. I'm just I'm kind of going with it. I don't know what to expect from there. And Orlando's so hit or miss. And I do like the way Cincinnati's been playing lately. I think they're one of those teams that's flying a little under the radar at this point and worth taking a chance on. And he's also cheaper. I was really struggling for budget, and I just I don't like many of my options there. But you, Christian, anybody else you want to add to that list? Well, I I like McMath. I like RSL's defense against Columbus. Columbus has been sort of toothless lately, but you never know. Plus, they're going to be playing. Um, Columbus will be playing at altitude, and and um, it's not exactly a short trip. So, I don't know. I, I like I like RSL's chances without looking too far into it. Um, all my picks tonight, by the way, are going to be like complete swags. I just I haven't looked at any numbers lately, and um, I do like Steve Clark too. By the way, I, at home. They seem to be putting up okay numbers, and and um, let's see. Um, I did just get done saying that Vancouver at home, their defense is pretty good. Uh, but when I said that, I meant more about like their center backs generating like tons of bonus points. Mm-hmm. So I would take a couple of, or I would look at a couple of Vancouver center backs. Um, uh, Austin is at home versus Dallas. It's a, it's a derby, I think. And, um, you know, it all depends on if, if Dallas of Saturday, was it Saturday that they pooped the bed? (laughs) Uh, if, if, if this weekend's Dallas shows up, Austin's keeping a clean sheet, (laughs) man, they were terrible. Um, I do not trust Philly's defense against New York City, so they're out. Um, maybe Wagner, but with New York City, you know, um, Anton Turnerholm is really on the cusp of coming back, and I think that I think the club probably prefers him over was it Tavon Gray? Mm-hmm. Um, I. He was on the bench last uh, this last game, so look for Tinner home. Um, that's an exciting play. If not this week, but it could give Philly some. If he does play, he could give Philly some uh, some headaches. We used to call him Tinner Boom for that very reason. He was he was there yep. with the the assists. And um, also, uh, <clears throat> i I would look at I would look at um, Port. Portland's defense, and in particular, um, uh, Tuioma, if he's available. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that guy is a goal threat and he he's a, a pretty decent uh, bonus point generator as well. So off the top of my head, that's about it for defenders and keepers. I, I did have Tui Loma in one of my drafts as well. I think he's a good shout out to have this week. The timing is good too. Yes, very. Yeah, that covers a lot of who I was looking at. I do have Vogger in my team right now, and that's just because of some of his uh, offensive threat that he provides. But he's definitely, I'm not attached to it because I I am worried about the offensive abilities of New York City, even on the road to to get something by. I have Glad on my team. I like that that RSL matchup. I also like the Houston matchup as well. I, I have Lungfist. Um, I have Roldan. I have Fry and Roldan. I, I, I've been thinking more about that that Clark McMath switcheroo uh, because I get it. I, I totally get it uh, with Chicago there. But um, I have Fry and Roldan right now. I sort of paired up with, with my keepers to see what happens with them in that first game against Sporting Kansas City and then looking at uh, McMath. Some other players that I've seen people mention, just looking at online. Uh, some people are talking about Montreal as, as a potential going up against Charlotte. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. Not a great history of clean sheets there with Montreal. And they do have that midweek game against Toronto, so we can see what happens there. Um, I've seen people talk about Gressel as maybe some uh, kind of chalk player. Again, not, I'm not really sure. DC has struggled. Um, Nashville could put up... Uh, a good a good fight right there for them. So I don't know how high Gressel would be on on my list. And then Portland. I've also seen a lot of people talk about Portland as well, like like you were mentioning there, guys. So um, Andy Nahar is back, so that might boost DC's clean sheet chances. But Nashville's on a roll, so yeah. Reed, I think the only other name we need to throw out there is Fancheneri for Vancouver. 4.0 has not, or got released this year, still in the game. There's your easy scrub defender that will not play last game of the week. There we go. Perfect. I know Skyler got burned by his scrub playing this week, so I always <laughs> like to point out the big names once you get them. One he more was, time for all the people who just tuned in. Uh, Fancheneri. There you go. He's, yeah, he was released earlier in the season and is still in the game. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, no, I think that uh, don't see a lot of different people uh, mentioning others in, in chat either. So let's move on then to our midfielders. And uh, Christian, we can start out with you. Well, if Lucho's healthy, I'm taking him. That's for sure. Um, if he's not, I might look at Barriel. Um, you know, the usual suspects, uh, Lodero, Heal. Um, basically a home midfielder with, uh, you know, heels away, but I'm, you got to take heel, right? Um, all, all the other four will probably be home, home games, uh, midfielders. I haven't figured it out yet, but Lucho and Ladero would probably shoe-ins for me because Ladero's on quite a few set pieces now and that's nice um trying to think of who else comes to mind um probably you know we could go back and tap that um is ruiz for rsl still out if not um i would look at him i would look at uh Saverino. 
from RSL. Um, uh, Montero from San Jose. LA Galaxy seems to like have decided to stop playing defense. <laughs> so um, Montero and you know the usual suspects there uh, for for um, home midfielders. That's about it. See, oh, Sebastian Blanco. Yep. Maybe Yimmy Chara. Yimmy. Jimmy. I don't know how to say it. I know how to spell it. Um, gosh. Gosh. Um, oh, yes. You know, Fagundes might be a good play. Um, if Cecilio starts, he might be a good play. Um, I doubt it, but he might be. This is like pure stream of consciousness for Christian right now. Of this is this totally, is this is, this is how it works. No, this is. I mean, I think this is helpful. Like people are sort of seeing some of the options. Uh, Blaine, what do you have that that can help help add to what Christian said? Yeah, no, I love that. I love the way that plays out because that's the thought process I went through this morning when I first got to look at my lineup, and it was like, okay, look at the games, look at the home matchups, see see who's Vancouver's playing. So heels automatically in. I've been picking on Vancouver for a while. When they play a good offense, you go with it. So heels in, and then I was like, okay, I like Ladero against Kansas City. Uh, Driussi against Dallas. I haven't been as impressed with Dallas's defense. I think that's a great shot. Fagundes is also good. I'm, I mean, I can't fault you if you stay away from Driussi. He's got the premium price and has not been putting up as many points. Um, I forgot about him, actually. Yeah. I would have said him. Um, Acosta, if he goes in that first game, is an easy bench play um, unless you want to captain him. But I tend to not captain first game unless I'm for sure. And he's coming off of an injury, so who knows what that's going to look like. But easy, easy bench play for me. And then uh, I went with Mihailovic, assuming he's going to be back. And that's early enough in the weekend that I will be able to see the lineup and pivot if he's not healthy. But I want Mihailovic against Charlotte at home if at all possible. Um, but as I said, you can pivot. I, I love the Ruiz shout for Salt Lake if he's healthy and ready to go. Again, not sure. Um, I could easily take either one of the Portland pair of uh, Blanco or Yimmy and be be happy with that. I, I don't know who I would take right off. I think I was leaning towards Yimmy when I first threw this up, and that's where my head's at at the moment. But that covers... That gives me two or three names that cover Acosta and Mihailovic if they don't go. And yeah, I think it's just you take it's a who's who of home of home players right now, and you just you go with it. I'm seeing chat talk about Mukhtar a little bit. He was kind of on the fringe of what I was looking at. His numbers haven't been there enough lately, and this is a road game. I just I don't know what to make of Nashville, and I don't see midfielders scoring enough regularly for me to go with it but i do see i did see his name pop up in chat several times and then the final one i would be looking at if acosta doesn't go is i might be tempted to pick an orlando player for the bench depending on what cincinnati looks like without acosta uh facundo torres ha is still playing well Pereira has outscored him some lately but I think either one of those guys are viable first game options that I'm looking at in the event that Acosta doesn't go. Now, I have uh, some similar 
line up myself, uh, Ladero, Heal, Acosta. I, I like to do have Acosta on the bench just to see what happens. I do have that, that ability to, to pivot if need be. I have Mukhtar. Uh, I'm not huge on DC, and, and I'd like to, to give him another shot for that game, though I am juggling around some others. Uh, I have um, Luquinas from Red Bulls yeah. as well, uh, and I, I really liked uh, what I saw from him last week, and I'm not huge on LAFC's defense. I don't think many of us are, uh, especially with some of the flubs they're making at the goalkeeper position, so I think there are some good opportunities right there. Uh, a lot of the other players that you mentioned, I, I also threw around. Uh, Jerusi was one. Mihailovic, I have that big star by, since he didn't play with this Canadian Championship game coming up on Wednesday, that's a good opportunity to see maybe if he's in that game, if he's if he's coming in. Uh, but that team definitely struggles without him. So so he's a key part there. Espinoza is a name I've seen thrown around that, that I thought about for a little bit, especially with the struggles that LA Galaxy have. Uh, as far as Chara, the, the thing that gets me with Yimmy is like his scores haven't been that consistent if you start looking back through through what we're talking about with he's had a couple of big ones early on he's got a bunch of single digits right now he's got this one one goal so uh he got a four the last time they played against colorado so i i'm not sure they are coming to portland that is different atmosphere different at, atmosphere not just the players but literally with the elevation uh but um so I I don't know I, I I wasn't I have other players above Portland in my mind for the midfield spot, and um, that's just where I fall when it comes to to Yimmy with all that. Portland's been kind of frustrating I think in general for midfield. I think we expected more from like Blanco and some of the other players and uh, just in general maybe Portland's just been frustrating fantasy wise for a lot of people. <laughs> that might be the fair Very comment uh, to make to make this season. Uh, I'm not saying much else. Uh, Chad had some similar comments that we had, so let's move on to forwards. Blaine. Yeah, forwards were interesting, and I think they're kind of injury-dependent for me this week. Um, I have Bo on the field for that last game against Vancouver. He's an easy scrub if something changes, but I, I like that matchup in that game, and if my if anybody on my bench doesn't hit, he, I, I'll keep him. Um, I've got Vasquez for... Cincinnati on the bench. I think that's going to be a standard play this week to see what happens against an Orlando defense that can give up three or four or can shut anybody out. Kind of depends on which team shows up. So I, I really like that one as an, just an opening play. I don't see a ton of forwards where I would want to use that spot on a bit more of a sure thing. And then I am on the Joseph Martinez train for this week. I know there's a little bit of injury concern, and it's early enough you can pivot away from it. But I still don't trust the Toronto defense. And he and Araujo looked really good this weekend. I mean, those two guys are combining. When you get that type of play going against a team like Toronto, I think that's the recipe for good things. Um, I kind of want to see both Araujo and Martinez in there if I'm going to go with one of them. And I may switch to Araujo if Martinez doesn't play. Or I may just scrub this position or look later on in the weekend i just i'm struggling to find forwards i really like anywhere down this list it's it's really tough i just i'm not seeing it so it's probably going to be scrubbed that out or put a defender in that spot that i've got running a little later and see what happens so yeah really kind of looking at bo vasquez and whichever atlanta guy i feel like is hot at the moment or at the start of the game christian well, um, 
On the bench, I have Vasquez. That may change. Who knows? Um, I have Seb Ferreira. I noticed um, uh, a couple people said that in chat. Um, I'm not sure he's like a – well, yeah, he has had multiple goals in the past, so maybe he'll go off. Um, and I had – for some reason, I thought Saverino was a uh, was a midfielder in the fantasy game. I know in draft we're playing him as a midfielder, but he's a forward. So, yeah, I'm going to put him in on the field. He was a midfielder when he was in MLS the first time. Yeah. In the game, he is not anymore. Yeah, I wonder why we have him as in draft. I'm going to take care of that right now. Okay. You're going to screw up people's rosters <laughs> for next time. For next time. Uh, as for me, very similar to what a lot of people are saying. I have Vasquez right now, and then I have Joseph Martinez uh, again. I I feel like there's a good chance. I like that against Toronto. Betting against Toronto there. Uh, I have considered other players as well, in, including. Yeah, everyone, everyone that we've also talked about. Also, Cavallini has been one that I sort of thought up there. Again, new new defense, or new keeper. Not new. I guess we've been playing this isn't the first time, but not, not Turner. So not the same defense in the solidity that we're used to from New England with, with his presence there. But thought about it. He's not in my team. He's just He is a player whose name I kind of batted around a little bit. Um, and then, again, Columbus... Did see in chat Abobasi? Yeah, totally. Abobasi versus LA Galaxy. Um, I think he is a, an often overlooked player, but LA has struggled, and I think Abobasi is definitely someone who you could consider um, with your options here. I think this is a round where you have a viable three forward option. Um, you may just run with with three defenders. This this is kind of a some some of the setup with with these teams with some of the midweek games with just some of the home and aways and just some of the form i think you could get by with just saying hey i'm gonna kind of just run a three defender setup and then spend uh, more time focusing on some forwards because i think there are some good opportunities here uh, to take advantage of some of these players it may help fit your budget uh i i didn't have as hard of a time my budget this time i'm sitting i don't i don't have my total let's see here i'm saved so i have about 136 million is where I'm sitting at right now and I felt like that was I was able to pretty much get everybody who I wanted with uh, with my first look team we'll see what it looks like after a few revisions um, but uh, yeah I think those are those are all great options to consider as we're going into this round and that takes us to captains Christian who do you have as your early early captain no pick clue. No, no clue Blaine what about you uh, I threw it on heel just because I don't trust Vancouver and locked that in, but that's last game, so it's easy to change, too. Um, I like going with the home player. I'm just struggling to find a home player I like. If Dreyusi's form was better, it would easily be on him because I don't trust Dallas's defense. So it'll probably end up staying on heel because just Vancouver gives up enough possession. He'll have room to work. Um, the Vancouver center backs, as Christian said, get tons of bonus points, and that's because they're getting chewed up through the middle as a team, and the ball's just coming at him, and that's right where Heel wants to work. Everything is screaming. Heel bonus point game, whether he gets on the score sheet or not, he should blow the blow the scores out this week. And I expect Vancouver to concede. So, I mean, this could be – you could be looking at a 16, 18-point captain pretty easy right there. 
Uh, I have it on Ladero right now myself. Uh, I think those are probably going to be the two more common, more popular choices, Heal and, and Ladero. Someone may throw it on to, to a forward as well that may round out a top three once we get closer to the end of, of the week. But I have it on Ladero. I, I, I just do like the form with um, with Seattle. Even with Rui Diaz not available, having um, some other options there, I think it's just going to make... Ladero be having Rusnak as another option there is going to make Ladero be more of that same target. Um, but I mean, Sporting Kansas City has gotten over a little bit of its of its uh, struggles from the beginning. You can speak well to that, Blaine, as long as VAR is not involved. But uh, oh, I wasn't complaining about the VAR. I heard your little bit on that. I had it. Uh, <laughs> no, I just it, that was just uh, since we're kind of wrapping up. That was just kind of one of those random. I've never seen VAR called in twice for about 10 seconds of game time and have two separate checks in that amount of time. They checked for a penalty, and then they got it lined up, ready to take it, and then they checked for an offside after that. I've just, I'd never seen it. I mean, we came out ahead on that one. We got the penalty wiped away because of the offside. So I'm not complaining. It's just that was weird. It was. It's, the AR is fun. It's, it's just fun. But no, I have it on Ladero right now. I thought about heel, but I like the home teams as well. You never know what's going to happen on the road. But I think those two will be likely the, the big options that we'll be discussing later on the week on the Discord forum. So hit up the Discord forum to, to learn more if you're on the fence as well about who your captain will be. Or even if you want to go with a crazy captain, just head over there and, and throw that out there and see what... Um, Alejandro Bedoya all the way. Don't know about that one. <laughs> Not sure about that. Hagelin. Hagelin for captain. That's what it's going to be. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. I know it was maybe a little disjointed, a little weird getting everything set up here at the, at the new studio. Uh, Christian jumping in. Thank you so much, man, for, for doing that to help us out. And Blaine, congrats on, on the baby. It's, it's weird. We're getting back into the flow as we're uh, what, a little bit over halfway with the season now. Uh, we're, we're near. Uh, not, qu- not quite halfway. I guess 29 weeks, and this is, what, 14? No, this is, this is 15. It's 15? Okay. Yeah, so a little, little bit over halfway. Right there, we'll call it. We're, we're basically halfway. We're basically halfway. So, uh, all right. Well, Wednesday. <laughs> that's right. Well, let's end with the plugs. Christian, what about you? Uh, the Discord. Um, great community. Stop by. If you have never been, what the heck are you doing? That's about it. <laughs> Blank. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the Discord. If you've never been, show up on Wednesday night. At, what is it going to be? 8:30 Eastern Time, uh, when all the U.S. Open Cup games kick off. Get in there and hoot along with Cam. Um, right. I can't hoot, but it was kind of fun to watch the last one. Everybody was getting in on the Omaha thing. I don't think anybody at this point is going to be upset if Omaha wins, including if they beat your own team. So that would be a great night just to show up for the first time or come hang out. The chat's always fun for that one, and I know we're going to have a good Omaha contingent in there just supporting the upsets and having fun with it because it, it was a blast. The last game was so much fun just to sit there and watch everybody go and then seeing highlights because Cam was at the stadium. And I've heard rumor that Cam may be trying to go to this one too, although I don't know if he can swing that one. We talked about trying to meet up, but in my current situation, I don't know that I'll be able to make it. So I uh, wish I could, but yeah, show up for that one. That's going to be a blast on Wednesday night. And I'll be there, but I don't give a 
Week, so looking forward to uh, to getting the rest of it out this week. Things are still busy for me in the new studio, but uh, we're going to get that out as well. I'll be on vacation next week, so again, it might be a little weird uh, what we do for for round sixteen, but uh, we'll we'll get something out to you all as usual. And I heard the feedback. I will do my best to try to get some chalkboards out to you all there. They end up being a bit more labor-intensive than people may <laughs> assume, but I will see what I can do about trying to get the chalkboard back since so many people did love that uh, little little throwback nostalgia last week. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us tonight and for continuing to support this podcast and, and everything that we do. And as always, good luck. <laughs>